What is up, everybody? This is Chris, and welcome to Lost in Comics, where we help you get lost on your comic journey. If you were looking for the top three comic books to spec on, you have come to the wrong place. This video is all about which books rubbed me the right way, uh, which books wowed me the most, and which books I think you might want to read this week. I will rate these books on a five jabroni scale, with five being the best. Such a good top tier brand new week for comics. I cannot wait to tell you what my top three are. So let's just get right into it, beginning with three. Fantastic Four, issue number four from Marvel Comics. We've got Ryan North on writing, Ivan Ciolo on art, Jesus Arbertiv on colors, and VCs Joe Caramanga on letters. First off, that Alex Ross cover is without a doubt my cover of the week. You gotta love when you get an Alex Ross cover on a cover A. I absolutely love that cover. But this series, it just continues to be stellar. Since issue number one, we've been teased about an event that sent the Fantastic Four team separate ways and also destroyed the Fantastic Four's home, of course, the Baxter building, um, but all is revealed in this issue, and we find out exactly what happened on that fateful day and what the consequences of that day set in motion. Through four issues of this book, this is my personal favorite book at Marvel right now, and that includes books like like Daredevil and The Punisher, which are absolutely killing it right now, but the format that Ryan North is using, it's so fun, it's so engaging. We've basically had the first three issue, issues of Fantastic Four. They've acted as one-shots. They tell their own stories, but then here in issue four, it just ties it all together wonderfully. It brings the tingle feelers out, and you guys know I love to feel the tingles when it comes to comics, and I love the ending here where the team reunites and people put their own personal feelings uh, to the side so that they can be a team, and these characters have so much history. You love to see that. This is really, really good stuff, and I am giving this book a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.25. A nice way to start off the top three already with a 4.25, which takes us to number, number two. two on the list, and it is this oversized Swamp Thing Green Hell issue number two from DC Black Label. Of course, we've got the great Jeff Lemire on writing. We've got Doug Mankey on art, David Barron on colors, and Steve Wands on letters. A wonderful welcome back to a series that began when I was only five years old. <laughs> Just kidding, y'all. It's been 14 months, though, since we were graced with issue number one of this comic. And here we are, February 2023, with issue number two. And we find ourselves in a world where the resources of Earth have all but been depleted. The last of humanity is clinging to this small mountaintop island. It's on the verge of being flooded and brought to extinction. And if that's not enough, all of nature is coming against humanity, including the Parliament of the Green, the Red, and the Rot. They are ready to be rid of all humans, and they just want to start fresh with nature being, uh, being at the forefront, taking the wheel of everything. And in order to accomplish this, they have taken a new avatar and he is no Alec Holland. In fact, he is quite the polar opposite. Um, uh, he is quite a, a monster, to be honest with you. Um, humanity has no chance unless John Constantine summons the Swamp Thing, who in this story has been dead for decades, and he's living a beautiful afterlife 
Does he really want to come back to Earth to face all this crap that's going on? We will see. But the art in this is dark. Definitely sets the end of the world vibes. Lemire, as always, at the top of his game. Showing his diversity in writing a book like this. Very excited to see where issue three takes us. And we'll see what Swamp Thing can do for all the world. Coming up in issue number three, I have given this book a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.5. Welcome back, Swamp Thing Green Hell. Which takes us to the pick of the week. But before I tell you what the pick of the week is, if you have come this far in the video, I would sincerely, from this heart right here, I would greatly appreciate it if you would hit that like button. It really means the world to me. Uh, would love for you to sub to the channel if you haven't already. We would love for you to join the Lost Ones family here and hit that bell notification so that every time we release new content here at Lost in Comics, you get notified right, on, right there on your phone and your computer. A quick reminder, next week we will be live on Thursday, February the 23rd. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our end of the month live show. We'll cover all the big events of the month and talk all things comics that night. Join us 9 p.m. Eastern Time next Thursday night. Now it is time for the... It's the pick of the week. The pick of the week. Pick of the week. And this week's pick of the week is... 8 Billion Genies, issue number 7, Image Comics, we've got Charles Soule on writing, Ryan Brown on art, letters by Chris Crank. This is the penultimate issue of a series that was one of my top five comics of 2022, and in issue 7 just continues to cement its place as one of the best. I'm pretty sure this book has to have a record for most times appearing on my top three. Also, I'll have to, I'll have to fact check that, but I am I'm quite sure that it has to have set a record because almost every one of these issues has been on my top three for seven issues through. And every issue we have covered different timelines in this world. The first issue was the first few days of what we've come to know as G-Day, the day when every human being in the world was given one genie to make one wish, whatever they want. Uh, every issue has gone on to follow the years after that event, and in issue number seven, we're in the first eight decades after that event. Of course, after eight decades, 80 years, a lot happens, right? Lives are lost. New lives begin. Um, this ever-changing world just continues to bloom, and it just seems like anything is possible and some things are impossible when you just have one wish, right? Uh, wishes are the currency in this world. I have to tell you, I have read quite a few Charles Soule books, and I've got to say this is the best thing that I have ever read from Charles Soule. When this is said and done, it will be one of the best comics ever released. I will hang my hat on that. This will be one I end up purchasing in hardcover, and I will read it again someday. It is so freaking good. The world building, everything that has been has taken place from issue one to issue eight, it makes complete sense. I don't know how they're going to end it. I mean, we've covered a lot. It felt like this issue number seven could have been an ending. I'm curious how it's all going to end. And of course, uh, this has been optioned for a TV show over at Amazon. So that's very cool. Um, and this this book, it just it speaks to humanity in a very unique way. And I, I love this comic book, Eight Billion Genies. Let's see how it wraps up with issue number eight. And I have given this pick of the week a... You know, I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.75, nearly a perfect comic, a 4.75, that is my pick of the week. 
Which takes us to the runner-ups this week, and I'm going to start off with Nemesis Reloaded, issue number two. This is Image Comics. We've got Mark Millar on writing and Jorge Jimenez on art. I had never read the original series, but gosh darn, reading this comic, it makes me feel the need to go back and read that first series. Um, Now, with that said, we get some really nice backstory, some origin story into who this nemesis character is. Is he a villain? Is he an anti-hero? Is he a hero? At this point, I would say he's definitely more villainous than anything, but in this issue, you begin to see what some of his motivations are and, and why he's gotten everyone in the city on this hunting spree for police officers. This one has been a huge surprise for me through two issues. I'm really liking this comic. Next up, we've got the uh, an oversized comic from Aftershock. This is from Cullen Bunn, and this one is called Foulness in the Walls, issue number one. Uh, Rodrigo Zayas on art. Um, and this one is a, it's a one-shot, and it's about this guy that has spent his adult life taking care of his mother, feeding her while she was in a senior-assisted living home. Um, He must finally get out on his own after his mother passes away. He buys this old, ugly, dilapidated-looking house. It's a real fixer-upper, no AC, just ugly, ugly, falling apart. And although it's very ugly, it seems like maybe our guy is getting his life together. He gets this house, he gets a job, he gets the girl. But there's this one thing that just continues holding him back from the new life that he's developing, and it's this horrible, rank smell coming from the walls of this new home that he purchased. This has a twisted ending that will leave you smelling all the walls in your home. Man, this has been a great month for horror comics uh, in February, kind of a strange month for great horror comics, but this is another one uh, with foulness in the walls, issue number one, which takes me to a few shout-outs to get to. Trojan, issue number two from AWA, Daniel Krauss on writing, Lacey on art, and we continue to follow the story of Dirk and Nessa in this world where fairies and mythical creatures have been driven to the edges of our earth. Um, They're considered outcasts and freaks to a world that once accepted them. Nessa is using her fairy powers to right some wrongs in this world that has destroyed itself from the inside and turned its back on one another. This one is really good. Uh, We've got Nightclub, issue number three, from Image, another Mark Millar comic, Wanyan Ramirez on art on this one. This is $1.99 for a teen vampire book where the vampires are attempting to be superheroes. They're using TikTok, YouTube. They're streaming um, all all of their vampire outings, and their real intention is to make money from their powers. Definitely sounds like a 2023 vampire to me. That is a great comic for $1.99. And then uh, we've got, lastly, Batman Beyond the White Knight, issue number eight. This is, of course, DC, and we've got Sean Gordon Murphy on that. A wonderful, heartfelt conclusion that put a nice bow on this series while also opening the doors for a brand new story coming in May of 2023 with Batman Beyond the White Knight, Generation Joker. That is it for me. What are you reading and enjoying right now? How was your Valentine's Day? Let me know in the comments below. I miss you guys. I will see you for our live show next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And as always, stay lost in comics. I'll see you guys next time.